Welcome in the name of Christ. Today is Wednesday the 8th of March in the second week of Lent. My name is Ben and God has gathered us to say the daily office together, that he might refresh our hearts as we listen to his word, reflect and pray. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 20. May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. Send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. Grant your heart's desire and accomplish all your plans. We will rejoice in your salvation and triumph in the name of the Lord our God. May the Lord grant all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord helps his anointed and will answer him from his holy heaven, even with the saving strength of his right hand. Some put their trust in chariots and some in horses, but we put our trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen but we will arise and stand upright. O Lord, save the King, and hear us when we call upon you. Psalm 21. The King shall rejoice in your strength, O Lord. Exceedingly glad shall he be of your salvation. You have given him his heart's desire. You have not denied him the request of his lips. For you shall meet him with the blessings of goodness, and shall set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked you for life, and you gave it to him, length of days for ever and ever. His honour is great because of your salvation. Glory and majesty shall you lay upon him. For you shall give him everlasting felicity, and make him glad with the joy of your countenance. For the king puts his trust in the Lord, and because of the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. All your enemies shall feel your hand. Your right hand shall find those who hate you. You shall make them like a fiery oven in the time of your wrath. The Lord shall destroy them in his displeasure, and the fire shall consume them. Their offspring you shall root out of the earth and their seed from among the children of men. For they intended evil against you, and imagined wicked schemes which they are not able to perform. Therefore you shall put them to flight, and the strings of your bow shall aim at their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength, so we will sing and praise your power. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Genesis chapter 44, beginning at verse 1. Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the man's sack up with as much food as they can carry, and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack. Then... Put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver for his grain. 
and he did just as Joseph said. As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Go after those men at once, and when you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done. When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them. But they said to him, Why does my lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouths of our sacks. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants has found a habit, he will die, and the rest of us will become my lord's slaves. Very well, then, he said. Let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. Then they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find out things by divination? What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves. We ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup. But Joseph said, Far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you... Go back to your father in peace. Here ends the reading. Luke chapter 13, beginning at verse 10. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over, and she couldn't straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward, and he said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days and not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Again he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. 
Here ends the reading. And now in this moment of silence, let's reflect on what God is saying to us in his word. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin or run into any danger, and that guided by your Spirit, we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honour of your name. Amen. So let me ask you, why do we read the Bible every day? Well, a good answer comes from the Articles of Religion of the Anglican Church, and they say that Holy Scripture contains all things necessary to salvation, uh, meaning that basically everything you need to know about God and his kingdom and about eternal life is found in the Old and New Testaments, the canonical scriptures. And so, yeah, the more you read the scriptures, the more you'll know all things that are necessary to your salvation. That's a pretty good reason to read the scriptures, don't you think? Anyway, thanks for joining us this morning on the Daily Office podcast. Um, by the time you hear this, I'll actually, I'll be in Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne for a, uh, a church planting conference. So I've flown down from Canberra to Melbourne. Uh, and yeah, I appreciate your prayers while I'm away from my family. Although a, a good, um, 
a good silver lining of this is that I actually get to go see the rest of my family uh, <laughs> in Melbourne in between conference, conference events, so that's been pretty good. But yeah, thank you for joining us today and yeah, may God bless you. And yeah, let me invite you to join us uh, for our podcast tomorrow morning at, um, well, every day really in the morning. <laughs> anyway, uh, speak to you then friends. And let's finish by praying. Almighty God, you have promised to hear the petitions of those who ask in your son's name. Mercifully accept us who have now made our prayers to you and grant us those things which we have asked in faith according to your will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.